Hello, and you're listening to The Seventh Reel. This week, Nope, a 2020 film, 2022 film directed by Jordan Peele, and Vengeance, a, another 2022 film directed by BJ Novak. Yusuf, you were responsible. Wait, who was it? Was it? Yeah, yeah Yusuf, yeah, you were responsible me. for picking these. Mm-hmm. Por qué? I'm not going to lie. I don't think I would have watched Nope ever. If uh, if it weren't for <laughs> this, and um, vengeance, I just wanted to see, and it felt like you know, a good opportunity to also watch it. <laughs> so, so I don't know. I well, what uh, did you think? I don't know. It's uh, very hard to. I have a lot of feelings about these two movies. Well, first of all, I guess they're both about um, entertainment, sort of, or about. Yes. America and, and its relationship to entertainment. But um, I liked Vengeance. I thought it was tonally like a bit, is like, like it has a lot of things wrong with it, definitely. And uh, it's kind of cringy at times, but there are some really, really good jokes, and I think that's worthwhile. I think mm-hmm. n- the most. What's int- your favorite joke? I want, I want to know what's, what your favorite joke is. I have my favorite joke. Um, Mm, let me think about it. Uh, you, wait, what's yours? Uh, while I think about my one. favorite one was like when they was like, "Hey, do you like what we did to your car?" Because <laughs> like, it's like, "Oh, that was about football." Jesus Christ! Oh, uh, no. when they blew up his car, it was like a complete red herring. I like that. That was good. Yeah, I I liked Random House Party. That was good. The girl, <laughs> and uh, no, there was better ones. It's how do you take your coffee in the mouth? <laughs> <laughs> And I mean, we can definitely take cues from when the podcast woman is giving them advice and Arvin needs to stop cutting in when other people's talking, literally like he just said right there. Oh my god, yeah. I also liked the Alamo one where he was like, I feel like you guys talk about it a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they do. It makes me want a Whataburger. I want to know what it's like. Yeah, if they're I so, also like, want to try. If they stand by it so much. Yeah. I quite liked it. I was I was very surprised by how much I liked oh, it. Oh, you, you know what else? The joke where yeah. I was like, oh, you guys could be his sisters. <laughs> She's like, you think I look this fucking old? <laughs> 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 oh, that was good. So, so there are, like, a lot of good things about it. But, you know, overall, like, the Ashton Kutcher started... Miscast. Yeah. In my and opinion, the, severely and miscast. the ending, I think, is... Uh, there's some stuff that I... I mean, I could have done without the whole shooting and, and the song and the... just feels like, what's oh, yeah. the message there? It's like, take justice into your own hands, fuck the cops and buy a gun what, what, what i don't know yeah well it feels like on the meta te- like on a meta level because it is these well i think both of these films are stories about stories mm-hmm. like it's he's trying because his pot the, the scene before when when his producer was like well no ambiguity is great like this is mm-hmm. kind of how this is how stories go these days this is what people want and i think this is like dj novak himself as like maybe you know this is his first movie kind of rebelling against that idea going like no i do want closure and i'll get it mm-hmm. no matter what even if it means like shooting ashton kutcher but that kind of which i think in does feel very tacked not tacked on but unnecessary 
I thought it's because they mentioned Chekhov's gun. Oh, oh yeah, they did mention Chekhov's gun. He does fire a gun in the yeah. end. Yeah. I love that joke when, he, when yeah. she's the one who's read Chekhov's. Yeah. Like, I'm I don't see that in No Company. He's like, I'm actually not familiar <laughs> with this work. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. That was he, He's a good writer. He writes, he writes good. Yeah, I think he's, I would mm-hmm. love, I can't wait to see what he does next. Yes. Yeah. So, he does get to make another movie. But if he, if he would just let someone else act in it. And maybe oh, yes. actually, he yeah. could act in it, but he he just doesn't need to direct it. I think maybe. Yes, if you could. Well, I think he, like it, as a first. If I don't think it's particularly visually distinct, but he does know yeah. how to capture. He does he didn't do a good job capturing that expanse of Texas? I think both mm-hmm. Nope and uh, Vengeance do a great job of capturing the American landscape. Nope is yeah. uh, is definitely that's the highlight of it for me. It's just visually, it was really good. It was just so awesome. But I I just still don't get why this is a movie. I mean, I mean, okay, sure, yeah. abstractly, but it's just one large set piece at the end. But like, there's no yes. I don't, I don't when I first it. watched, it, I could not believe that was the third act. I was like, wait, that's yeah. it? The stakes are this low? Oh my god. But yeah. I think upon second viewing, I kind of got around to liking it quite a bit. Um, okay, well, why? A, Tell me why. Try to convince it's a, me. It's a Hollywood blockbuster that doesn't that is critiquing Hollywood blockbusters, but doesn't do it in a very nihilistic or snide way. Um, it fully embraces why we want the spectacle, but at the same time, like kind of under like also like highlights like well there there are costs to this, right? Is there um, that Bible quote at the very beginning of the films, like I will give you this like current this grotesque spectacle. That's I think that kind of captures the spirit of what he was going for. We all want the miracle, but at what cost? It does it come at the cost of other people's pain and suffering? Well, in the film, it's like portrayed through the the animal cruelty, right? The horses, mm-hmm. um, especially the shot. There's the scene in the beginning when the horses gets. Fr- I, I love how all that he. It's so confident in how it sets everything up and does go through and pays it all off. Um, the horse, the the horse doesn't like being looked in the eye. The alien is also like a man, is a creature, right? It also doesn't like being looked in the eye. The balloons are what set off the monkey in the beginning, and in the end, the alien gets popped like a balloon, and it's the balloon that like also defeats the alien at the end. I was like, um, so everything kind of ties together. What didn't you like about it? I I guess I feel like it's half of the experience. Like maybe mm. I'm I'm a little bit more traditionalist in that sense. I want my you know story points met. I want the characters to <laughs> to mm-hmm. be like you know to evolve in some way to overcome something. Yeah. Or else it just doesn't resonate with me. It just ends up I being see. about like some theme. Which is fine. I mean, that is so, mm-hmm. sometimes I'm in a mood to watch like a really experimental film, but this just felt like I don't know. Maybe it's just watching Nope and then being like, "Oh, this feels like a, a full meal," and then someone's like, "Okay, here's some asparagus and broccoli." You're like, "But I want some rice and and like a <laughs> protein too," and they're like, "No, no, but this is healthy for you," and it's challenging and it's also kind of tasty but yeah but also i want some carbs and i don't know that's what i thought of it it was like good but it was 
just mm. you know not in awe maybe but maybe i'm just a dumb guy who likes to watch you know a story get told where and hathaway mm. finds her man at the end and <laughs> so i don't know you're right in terms of the characters i i do agree with that in that they they aren't the real focus of the film despite how, like i think kiki palmer was very charming as the fem- mm-hmm. as the main lead um i wish they felt so much time is dedicated on fleshing out Stephen Yen's character more than it does, like, on the Ed Central siblings. I thought that was this. By the way, this is probably the best performance I've ever seen from Stephen Yen. Usually, I don't think oh, he's really? particularly good in anything, but like him as this guy who is just haunted by trauma, and the way he could only like process it is through media, is through pro, like oh, profiting yeah. from it. When he that scene when he was talking about the SNL sketch that they did based on the tragedy so was amazing, good. so good. That was my like pump. We that's my favorite part of the movie. That aspect, and I wish it laid into that a little bit more because that's where the real critique kind of comes through, as opposed to the alien stuff. I, Better I than think us. That's the most interesting part of the movie. I haven't <laughs> seen us, but Michelle, you didn't like us. I hated us. I thought when was it like some woman was doing was the Peter Nyong'o like, yeah was she like meant to be scary in it yeah her doppelganger does this voice oh yeah and it was so funny <laughs> but it shouldn't have been funny it was supposed to be scary but I just couldn't stop laughing that's like when uh, they're fighting in backwards in Tenet and I, I just couldn't help but laugh oh it, it looks so silly it looks so ever. stupid and when the guy when um yeah, when the protagonist calls himself the protagonist, so I was like, when, why did we regress? Why did Nolan do this? Like, it feels like he's making his first movie again and writing his first script again. Um, BJ but, Novak yeah. wouldn't call himself the protagonist, no. even though he comes very close. The movie comes very close yeah, to doing that at does, many, like, many points. I love the joke where he, he's like, uh, uh, she's like, I'd, uh, I'd love a glass of wine. He's like, well, I'd have to open a bottle. It's okay. I'll just have one glass. <laughs> <laughs> it just rolls his eyes. I don't know. I just think that was fun. But yeah, he does like portray both himself. Both these films as, are like, like also cool Playboy. What did you think Vengeance was trying to say in terms of like podcast culture? Because both of these films are about how we consume media and our relationship with it. What do you think Novak was trying to get at? Because he's obviously trying to get at something. I think it's th- very obvious with like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it, I th- I thought it was too uh, it was kind of too obvious. But maybe my reading is uh, mm-hmm. is too surface level. But it's I I thought it was about how it's all kind of very uh, exploitive, exploitative, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. and you're kind of just like not really doing something sincere. Despite, you know, being, like, all about that, which is to say, like, the people who are, you know, in the uh, kind of uh, coastal elites or so, Mm -hmm. (laughs) preaching, like, oh, we're trying to, we're very sincere and inclusion and blah, blah, blah. While these other people, like the grandma and uh, uh, knowing all about, like, Raya and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and uh, South by Southwest and... And the other girl knowing about Chekhov, like they're actually mm-hmm. that, and they're more nuanced than people give them credit for, and they're pretty sincere and inclusive because they don't do that thing, which is like document and uh, 
and try to you know make something out of other people's mis not misfortune but mm -hmm. like some sort of uh tragedy we turn them to characters yeah right? i like yeah. that line where he goes like well you're no longer a person they're characters like in some mm -hmm. in this big myth that we tell like um you're right in terms of how how on the nose it is because they literally spell it out for you he's like oh this is about myth making this is about the Amer breaking down the american uh, barrier i'm like okay sure um that stuff needed to be cut yes then you could be this could be a very tight 90 minute film instead mm -hmm. i think it was a 10 minutes mm -hmm. too long I really thought Ashton Kutcher was terrible in this. He's supposed to be native Texan. I, I thought the whole point was like, because he's not doing the accent, or if he was, he's doing it very terribly, that, that he's also a coastal elite here to like play the character, play this like kind of like uh, cowboy role. But no, I guess he's local, and but it doesn't <laughs> so terrible. But, okay. no, but the location, Moffat, is like an actual artist's mm -hmm. town. It's in like the Book Isle of Dick. Ah, oh, that's right. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, it's like a real place. Wow. Do they have a drug problem there? I actually have no idea. Mm. Maybe they do. Honest. I mean, it's America. Oh, it didn't play out for him because I don't think he's that good of an actor in the first place. Mm. It just like gave him more jokes instead of like trying to do the villain monologue. Um, mm. Did you? You said did you recognize the mom? No. From Succession. She's like the assistant to the dad, like one of the. Oh. Like I, I, I was like, oh, she looks so familiar. Oh who my is she? God, who is she? That's and then it clicked for me, like that's who, that, that's who she is. Yes, Jerry. That's right. And the brother was the villain in uh, Logan. I was, I thought he was really good in that. He's really good in this too. I, mean, I think he's a very charming. He has, a, he's very charismatic. Yeah. He's, um, so. And B J Novak himself, okay, he plays. It's cool that he understands how despicable his character comes off across mm. at times, and he fully lays into that. He doesn't shy away from like making himself look like you know the pious hero. That's nothing new. That's like his office character. Mm. Yeah. Okay, he's sure. The same. Yeah. Okay, maybe I need to watch more of the office. <laughs> he's yeah. He's basically doing Michelle's right. He's doing uh, doing you know, the office. I love how in the beginning, the first scene where you're introduced to him and his friend talking, how obnoxious and terrible yeah. they come across. It's like everything it's you hate about what you think about. Oh, that's John Mayer! Yeah, but that was shot so weird. Like, it was shot from an angle and then cuts mm -hmm. to, like, a, them in the middle and then cuts to the, an, another side angle. It was it, That was when I was like, okay, the, maybe this guy doesn't have too much business uh, directing directing yeah. but once he got to texas like it really opens up um he got better yeah jordan peele however is a i think he's an excellent director in terms oh of my God, constructing yeah. everything yeah mm. maybe these the guys should men, meet up i love them <laughs> the floppy men oh yeah i love that what a great idea and amazing. the and did you like that scene when people get sucked up and you briefly mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. for I 20 thought... seconds it becomes a horror movie a really yeah. good horror movie it's awesome yeah it was it was amazing and and the the monkey scenes were were so good, like Mon I, yeah, the monkey scenes were amazing. Those were the highlight for me. Where mm -hmm. I was just like I felt like I was watching something like couldn't just take my eyes out of it. And I don't know the just oh so good, but everything else it just felt like it was missing. Yeah. I love that part in the flashback where when you first enter, when the camera pushes into the TV studio, but you see these palm plants, 
that kind of echoes like, like resemble makes you feel like evokes um evokes a jungle yet yeah, it's the tv studio and the camera's like kind of sneaking through it oh, here's love my that. question so and mm-hmm. this is gonna seem like the dumbest question ever but what's up with the shoe i really want to know i know people online kept talking about it but what do you think is up with the shoe it's that's- to me it's symbolic of how we wonder what how he felt because he's fixated with the shoe right it's kind of what got him he didn't make a sound he was that's the only thing he can focus on and it kind of reminded me of the later scene when Daniel Kaluuya's character is like do you think there's such a thing as like a bad miracle and the idea that we want to fixate we in the event of absolute horror in event of tragedy we can only focus on these little things but why was it standing up like that why was it standing up like that? You don't, I don't, I don't think, I think that's the kind of what Jordan Peele wanted us to like really think about is like, it doesn't matter why it's standing up. Like we just, we, it sticks out to us and we hold on to it just like he holds on to it um, as a memento, right? In his, in his museum. Mm. Kind of, that's kind of how, that's, that's kind of my read on it. Yeah. It's not a bad read. Yeah. I thought the alien design I wasn't expecting it to go very so uh, anime inspired. It reminded me so much of the aliens in Evangelion. It was crazy, and also the bicycle motorcycle sequence. There's like a... he does a Akira shot. Uh, there's a mm. shot where Kiki Palmer slides the motorcycle across the ground, and it's a reference to Akira. And that's the sort of pop cultural references I actually like because it actually actually had to put in the effort to set it up. It's not just like he puts in like a Funko Pop or something like that, mm. or they name, or they just lazily mention it. No, he actually builds it up to a homage. And um, I love the Western music, like the Western theme when it becomes kind of feel like Western with the horses and everything. My take was that Daniel Kaluuya's character was absolutely one hundred percent dead by the ending, and what she mm. saw was like his like spirit parting her farewell. What did you did you guys get that? Wait, what? When when was this? The last shot, the very last shot. She sees him um, on the horseback, right? Like she she blows the alien up. She manages to capture the photo, and then she looks out, and uh, there's Daniel Kaluuya standing under this arch of a sign that says "Out Yonder," which I mm. think it kind of spells it out very explicitly to me. And he mm. just stands there. And he looks at her, and she looks, and then she. Uh. I think that's kind of her acknowledging that because he sacrificed. Like there's very little chance that he didn't get sucked up by the alien but like, he was wearing the colors though to stop him from yeah but at that time. point i think the alien was just going after him explicitly because he's pissed off mm. Mm. what do you think about the tmz reporter that was so oh, funny that was like, amazing think, yeah right <laughs> with the with the uh, glass helmet so cool such cool visual ideas and I love like like they they absolute horror in their voice when they go like oh it's TMZ I'm like yeah it is like they are boogeymen I guess oh in terms of like ha- capturing the ugly spectacle of America there's no better I, I guess face for it than TMZ I suppose mm-hmm. I can, I guess that was what he was trying to go with it's like the most All grotesque right. part of this yeah it's a gross grotesque part part of it yeah shall we take a break yeah let's do it mm-hmm. all right. And we're back! Now, let's step right up. Seven wheels, everybody. Let's rate them up. I want to split these. I want to do the three and a half, three and a half. Because hmm. I, I honestly enjoyed uh, Vengeance a lot. 
I know it's not like gonna mm-hmm. be a classic or anything, but it was a great movie just for watching yeah. it, you know. Mm-hmm. So that was fun, and Nope is good. I think I agree. Yeah. Michelle, you're also splitting them. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm not splitting them. I'm giving four to Nope and three to Vengeance. Mm-hmm. Um, I did enjoy Nope just a little bit more. Uh, it was a bit up my a bit more up my alley. Vengeance, I really was so surprised by how much I liked it. It's a very confident like directorial debut, and uh, despite and I want if anything I want to see what he does next. And yeah, so that brings us to what have we watched this week? Yusuf, what have you watched this week? I finished Only Murderers in the Building, the new mm, season. Us too. Oh okay. So what do you what do you guys think of the the reveal? Not as good as the first season. Yeah, it was not yeah, gonna it be. I thought the first one was um, the was the actual thing, and I was like, oh, okay. And Steve Martin's dead. That's interesting. And then, yeah, they were like, yeah. nope. Let's just nope. give you a regular. Yeah, but let's just do a regular. Old fake doesn't out even make sense. Why would they do all of this? Like, it's just yeah. I don't know. Why would she want to frame her in the first place by continuing the story? They have other, like, there's so many true crime stories around. Like, why does she have to, like, feel like she has to, like, keep this going? And wouldn't she be like, hey, that's, she didn't actually do the murder. So this is dumb. Like, why, why was she all upset? (laughs) Like, she was like, oh, I, I, I did the murder. I should, they got it wrong. They're dumb. (laughs) No, she was Mm -hmm. like, I'm really angry about this. I don't know. I love how the uh, Steve Martin, his role, the revival, that subplot went absolutely fucking nowhere. Yeah. Like, I don't know why they did that. Yeah. Um, the daughter stuff, the stepdaughter, also went absolutely yeah, nowhere. Like, they ran out of things for her to do, too. Yeah. Like, the episode, she's like, the even years in the years, they ran out of ideas. It's crazy. Why do they do that? Well, they uh, set up a whole thing with her. She had a recording yeah. in the tunnels of the side of the building and I thought they were going to find the murderer that way and then that just never came mm. back Oh, <laughs> they just forgot about that. It's, uh, um, it's definitely all, like, remember that, the episode we did about Charade and Clue and the puzzles? Yeah. Like that, mm-hmm. it, or no, what was that? No, I, I think Michelle said something about in one of the episodes about a movie where it just felt like they were, you know, putting parts of a puzzle just to, but it wasn't. Was that malice? Maybe, yeah, it was malice. Yeah, 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 right. yeah. yeah. And it just felt it like it was like me- 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 too mechanical. Mm. Yeah, it was. Uh, um, it's fun to watch Tina Fey play mm-hmm. not funny Liz Lemon, just mean Liz Lemon. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was really. Yeah. She did a good job. She did a great job yeah. doing that. What have we watched this week? I watched. Oh wait, I did watch. I watched two films that I thought you were. Can pretty... only talk about one. All right, okay. <laughs> I'm trying to think of which one is much more interesting to talk about. Never mind. I'll talk about the dumber one. I watched uh, Roar, the the lion film. Oh. Where, 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 the movie where Idris Elba fights a lion. It's called Beast in Africa. Right? Oh, Beast. Oh, not Roar. That's the Roar's the, the Roar's the other one, the actual good one. Beast. Beast. Mm. Very dumb, mm. and but but was surprisingly heartfelt performances from Majors Elba and Charlotte Copley. Like these two are character actor pros and they they bothered, they tried. But this also has the most annoying teenage daughter character I've ever seen in a movie. I was cheering for the lion to like <laughs> maul her or eat her. Any of them by the end, but unfortunately I did not get the goods. So disappointing. 
Michelle, what have you watched? Okay, so mine works as my recommendation as well. Oh, mm-hmm. cool. So I watched Mars Attacks, the Tim Burton one. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. Really? It was incredible. I watched it on the plane. I had the best time. Do you know who's in this film? No. Everyone is in this film. Really? Okay, let me read the cast. Jack Nicholson, Piers Brosnan, Sarah Jessica Partner, Annette Benning, Glenn Close, Danny DeVito, Martin Short, Michael J. Fox, Rod Steiger, Tom Jones, Natalie Portman, and Jack Black. What? Stack cast. How do they do it? What? Yeah. When did Tim Burton Absolutely make this? Absolutely incredible. In the 90s, right? 96. Wow. And there's a bit where Sarah Jessica Parker gets beheaded and her head gets sewn onto a chihuahua. Awesome. It's amazing. Oh my god. Honestly, best film I've seen in months. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna watch this then. Oh my god, that sounds awesome. It's really good. <laughs> Jack Nicholson's president? Oh, really? Oh, he, would, he, would, yeah. he would kill that. Alright, well, that brings us to our recommendations. Michelle, you already made your recommendation. Yusuf, what's yours? My recommendation is the film that is called I, I, it's wonderful I totally forgot again you should Spence go you should me. go first alright my recommendation is another directorial debut it's Ryan Johnson's Brick another neo-noir about a guy who thinks he's he's very clever trying to find uh, the uncover the mysteries behind a dead girl um, only this time, it full, it's full-on noir. Um, like what I liked about Brick was that every single character talks as if they were in a 40s gumshoe noir film. It's wonderful because of that. Um, really demonstrates both his skills as a director as mm-hmm. well as a writer. That would be my recommendation. That's a good one. I'm going to recommend then Knives Out. <laughs> 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 Why? There's, uh, you know, uh, uh, aliens in it. <laughs> so, Wonderful. I forgot wow. about this. I honestly, <laughs> um, yeah, just watch uh, Knives Out. It's a murder movie. So there's a murder here. So that's, you know, makes sense. Uh, nope also reminded me a lot of, uh, what's that Spielberg? Knives Out. Close Encounters. I think that's the clo- that's. The oh, closest yeah. companion piece I can think of while watching Nope. It's like, oh, it's just like Close Encounters. Uh, that's true. Um, okay, that's my recommendation. Paul Schrader really liked it, as he said on his Facebook. <laughs> oh, oh my oh, god. That's cool. How he dug, Someone really needs to take his right, computer that... away. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> um, this brings us to what we're going to be watching next mm-hmm. week. I decided we're going to keep the string of Blockbusters hits coming along, so we're going to do a double bill of. Top Gun and Top Gun Maverick. As we're finally giving Tom Cruise his due. You know, Tom, I think you've earned it in my eyes. Finally. And uh, finally. <laughs> so, all right, all right. So, look out for that, Fly Boys, next week. Keep it real. Mm-hmm. Bye. Oh my god. Bye. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, bye, I guess. <laughs> The 730 is hosted by Arvin Huang, Michelle Hassel, and Yusuf El Bashir. Logo by Joe Conti. Our ad break music is composed by Yusuf Sui Lim, and our outro music is composed by Yahya El Bashir. Thanks for listening.